0: Welcome along to the Loftcast, I'm Paul Morrissey from club's media team. I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague Dom Trimboli. QPR secured all three points at the Den for the first time in 29 years at the weekend with a 2-1 victory that has made it four wins in a row for Mark Warburton's R's. It was a hard fought triumph in South London and we'll be reviewing that as well as catching up with Tony Leisner, a man who was an integral part of that success over the Lions. Next up, it's West Brom and Cardiff City in the space of four days. We'll be getting stuck into that as well. It's all right here on the Loftcast. Well, since Dom, thanks very much for joining us. Well, happily, we're reflecting on another victory four in a row, we're enjoying this. Um, Millwall, we've not won there since 1990 and we've not won four league games in a row for more than five years. So since coming to you firstly, how pleasing was it just to keep that run going?
1: That's a great win, um, you know, four wins in a row, you know, big thing about not beating Millwall for however many years, you know, so we, we put that to bed, I thought we deserved it, I thought we were the better side, you know, uh, scrappy first off, but I thought we were the better side and I always thought we were going to get chances, I would get chances, and what we're seeing, we've now got people in the side who can take them, so, uh, no, a really, really good win, difficult place to go against difficult opponents for the way they play, so, uh, so credit to Mark, Mark and the boys for, uh, for coming away with three points.
0: Yeah, like you say, it was a, a scrappy first half. There seems to be a reasonable shout for a penalty for Jordan Hugel's shot from when it dropped down to him just on the edge of the box. But interestingly, no real complaints from him. I know it was Dominic Ball raced over to the referee, but he seemed to be a bit of a, a lone voice there. So what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, first of all, I thought it was probably the, the the best move of the first half in open play by Park Rangers, you know, the, the way we opened it up. I think it's Ilya's chair, puts in a, a really good cross, it, it breaks the Jordan at the edge of the box, he gets a really, really good strike and it just hits the opponent. I think it's Alex Pearce, throws himself in front. It's one of them that you might shout and you hope to get, but as I say, I thought it might have been a bit harsh if it was given, so, uh, so not for me.
0: And Dom, Naki Wells getting the, the opener and it probably just sums up the the confidence of him at the moment. It drops to him and I don't think the goalkeeper had a t- chance to even set himself before realising the ball had gone beyond him.
2: Yeah, even in the lead up to that, he was the one who sort of created that move. He sort of cut in from the right um, and laid it off for Todd Kane, I think it was. And um, There was a bit of a kerfuffle in the box and he was obviously the, the sharpest to react and um, it was a very nice finish as well into that uh, far left corner. But, yeah, like you said, I think when the, when you're hot, you're hiding his confidence at the moment. Mm. He's obviously sky high, so you really really him to sort of put away any of those half chances he gets down the box. Whereas sort of last season, maybe those chances would have gone gone astray. But um, I spoke to him this morning and he's saying how much he's loving life at the moment and how confident he's feeling. Obviously he scored um, a brace away um, with international duty as well. So um, yeah, betting man will be uh, very brave to go against him, um, making uh, another addition to that tally in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And interestingly, if you go right back like, Tom says Naki Wells was integral to that move, and then if you go back further, it was actually Jordan Hugel's header, sticking his head in where where few would put their feet on the edge of his own box, that started the move, getting the ball to to Naki in the first place. So while Jordan didn't
1: score on Saturday, he was such a crucial part of that success as well. Yeah, he plays his part. You know, I'm a, i am was, and I I'm even, I was when he was at Preston, and I saw him quite a bit. I'm even more so now. He's playing. Uh, for us if you like you know what he brings to the team he's all around game you know he's hold up play um, you know he buys free kicks because he's quite clever with the use of his body but yeah interestingly he was the one that won that brave header you know and it's it's part of what Mark is installing into the team you know they've all got roles and responsibilities at certain times and you have to see them through and if you get them right so there's your centre forward winning the header on the edge of his own box starts an attack off you know so uh so brilliant, it's a big, big part of the team, big team effort, and that's what gets you results. A disappointing way to concede an equaliser? Yep, uh, and I'm sure Mark and the, not only Mark, but the uh, the, the, the coach and the staff and the players, uh, they'll be disappointed you know, because it comes from a set play. I felt that was gonna be Millwall's best avenue to score from a free kick or from a set play. So uh, ball into the box, it seems to have travelled a long, long way from me falls to Hutchinson, four yards out, pokes at home, and all of a sudden, from getting your noses in front a few minutes earlier, you're back on a level pegging. You heard their crowd for probably the first or the second time in the afternoon, get with them. And um, so, yeah, so we'll be disappointed in the concede from uh, from a corner, from a set play, and it, you know, I heard Mark and I heard uh, Neil talking about it last week, you know, we, we haven't been able to keep, keep a clean sheet yet. Whilst you're winning games, that's great, but there's no better way to, to give yourself a foundation to win games than that is to keep clean shit. And Dom, uh,
0: you are obviously covering the game at the Matchday Centre on the website, and I would imagine while you were jotting down the, and announcing the, the details of Millwall's equaliser, you suddenly looked up and naki <coughs> Wells was seemingly tapping the ball into an empty net. What did you see of that? Because when you are covering a game, it, from the perspective you would have been, when a goal is scored, obviously that's when you're doing the most work and your head's buried into a laptop and it's very easy to suddenly look up and you've missed the passage of play. Was that the case with Naki Wells' well, equaliser? Yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, <laughs> all I remember was seeing the I guess the ball sort of drop um, sort of on the edge of the box here sort of an innocuous kind of ball forward. Um, and the next thing you know, Naki is tapping into an empty net. Um, and I think there's a video doing the rounds at the moment on social media from uh, the Millwall supporters' um, viewpoint where they're, they're still celebrating, then seconds later they're, they're silenced in a, a very uh, abrupt way. So um, yeah, just credit to the, the side showing that, you know, like Andy said, that we were sort of on top of it for the majority of the game, but then a little mistake or um, a cheap goal suddenly gives Millwall a sniff. So um, credit to the players to, to bounce back so strongly and um, respond in, such an emphatic way obviously all credit to to Nagy for for taking the chance and um, as we said before when you're feeling confident you're always expecting things to drop your way and Mm. um, luckily he did that. Yeah
0: and uh, Neil Harris the mill manager said afterwards that that goal really sort of knocked the stuffing out of them because suddenly the stadium was up and right behind them and it just really sort of burst their bubble immediately and and it saw us home but um, all in all it was an excellent day at the office
1: that was great Um, a great win first and foremost a a different performance from what we saw against um, not certainly the first half against Luton you know that open free-flowing attack after attack you know um, I think I said a couple of minutes ago I felt we were the better side there was just signs for me towards the end of the first half that we were growing our game into the encounter you know finding pockets as a space I felt we'd get a chance obviously we go ahead we get pegged back Let's face it. The goalkeeper's had an absolute howler to, to, uh, for us to win the game, but it's nice for us to be on the the end of a little bit of luck or a mistake that goes in our favour because uh, we've had a few go against us. And I agree with what you're saying. When the manner of goals can have a real impact on the stadium and the fan, the manner of that goal and the howler that it was sort of tuck the wind out of. The crowd, sales, and certainly their players. And I thought we saw the game out relatively comfortably. Actually, still out to defend. Credit to the boys, you know, putting their bodies on the line, winning header after header after header. But other than the Wallace chance, I don't think Joe was that troubled really. Mm. So, um, so well done to everyone.
0: Grant Hall missed out with a knock, and Jeff Cameron came in. Is that a demonstration of uh, the strength and depth that that we have? When you, people often say, if you want to know how good a team is, look at the bench and see. What quality you've got on the bench and for um, Grant Hall not to be involved and to be able to call on someone of Jeff Cameron's calibre to, to fill that void
1: that's a, a good indication isn't it? Just shows you the strength of the squad and what um, what's been done behind the scenes here in the summer you know we've spoke time and time again about the the outgoings and how many players have come in and you know how quickly it seems to have gelled you know I think we've got some good players some very good players we've got a mixture of really talented youth, but I think we've got some good senior professionals as well. Jeff being one of them, first game of the season, Jeff for me was probably our best player up at Stoke. He goes out the side through injury, Dominic Ball's come into Mm. the side over the last three, four games. He's been, for me, absolutely outstanding. So Jeff's then got to wait for his chance to come back in, albeit he comes back in in disappointing circumstances for Grant, missing through injury and Jeff's playing as a back three, which he can play. So again, credit, credit to Jeff, credit to the players, because I think they're all keeping each other on their toes. They give giving mark, problems, because when someone comes into this side through their performance, they're saying, that's what can I can offer you. Um, I'm, I'm here to stay now. Tony Leichner, prime example. We'll speak to
0: Tony Leisner shortly. And with regards to Don Ball, we'll ask him about Don Ball, because you've just mentioned there, you, you think he's been absolutely outstanding. And I think if you were to ask a lot of QPR fans, who stood out for you, no disrespect to Don Ball, but he isn't the go-to guy for that answer because I I think, is it because of the role he plays, it's almost like the ugly role that you don't appreciate it until that person isn't in the team perhaps, but you're very quick to to praise him. What is it that you recognise about his performances that have been so crucial to to the recent run? Uh,
1: His game understanding, his discipline to play that role uh, because me being an attacking player, I look at the wide players, I look at your number tens, I look at your centre forwards, and we, you know, we wax lyrical about Iberre and Ilias, and Jordan's got credit for his goals. Naki's banging in goals left, right, and centre. But somewhere along the line, you've got to have someone in your side that does the unselfish, unnoticed bit. And Dominic has done that really, really well since he's coming at the side. He's mobile, he's competitive, his use of the ball, albeit. He's not looking to spray it all over the park, but he gets it and he just keeps it ticking over. He fills in spaces. So, um, so again, I didn't know much about Dominic before he came to the club, but been really, really, really impressed with
0: him. And Tony Leisner, I mean, he kept you busy after the game at Dom, putting together a two and a half minute compilation of um, his,
2: <laughs> every,
0: every time he won a header at the Den, and there was plenty
2: of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously New War, um, the game they play is, is very direct, and it's one thing to 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 expect that and, and know what's coming, but um, it's another thing to to actually thwart that and, and get in the way of that. And um, obviously, Tony did exceptional against Matt Smith in the air, um, who you know is a very very awkward uh, player to come up against. He's he's tall and he's strong as well, um, but Tony I think did really well in in terms of um, a his positioning and judgment under the high ball, but also then I guess using his strength to, to hold off Smudger as well. So I think it's fair to say he won the battle and um, again credit to Tony for the way he's come into the, the side and um, really stood up and, um, and led by example I'd say. So mm-hmm. um, yeah good signs for, for the back line, um, just need that clean sheet but obviously if we uh, keep defending the way we are um, and keep things simple at the back uh, can't be too far around the corner. You've been impressed by Tony since?
1: I think he's been brilliant, you know, disappointing start of the season for him personally, I'm sure. You know, uh, not an side, but shows great professionalism, just gets his head down, waits for his chance. Coincidentally, comes back in the second half uh, in this new formation, if you like, against Wigan and we haven't looked back since, both Tony and the team. Um, just picking on what Dom said you know about him winning header after header after header nick on commentary said yeah this is not recording tony life does won another header <laughs> it was a bit like that you know but that's that's no fluke that's credit to tony's game understanding he's reading of the game it was almost like a magnet he's uh, the, the ball was but that's through his positional sense i thought he was as well as the other boys alongside him but i'll single him out for special praise he was absolutely outstanding on Saturday in the, in our victory.
0: Excellent. I'm very pleased you said that because we're about to be joined by him now. Let's catch up with Tony Leisner. Well, Tony, thanks very much for joining us on at the Loftcast. Well, firstly, how pleased are you sitting here not only after the win on Saturday but after four straight wins for QPR? Yeah,
3: it's great. Um, um, I don't know if we had a run like this last season, but I don't know, uh, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's nice um, to have four wins in a row and yeah, but we have to keep going and yeah, need a good preparation for Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, it's actually more than five years since we last won four league games oh, okay. in a row. So it is a, an excellent achievement and everyone must be really pleased with the nature of Saturday's win at Millwall because going into that game, Millwall had had three games and they picked up seven points at the den. So it genuinely is a difficult place to go this season
3: yeah, we knew it um it's a tough place to go, um yeah, but we um know that we have a good quality, not only um to play from the back um we also can um kick the ball to um Jordan and he keep the ball and yeah, I think we can mix the game and yeah, but um we showed them. Um, that we also can play the ugly side of this um, a fantastic sport. But yeah, I think it was, um, was a good game from us, um, from the fighting point, not from the football playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you, since is nodding approvingly here, you, you do have to have that ability since to, to play both sides of the game.
1: I think that's a sign of a good team, uh, and we're showing we're a good team at this moment in time. Yes, we can play. Yes, we want to play from the back. Yes, we want to play the width of the pitch. Yes, we want to be creative. But there's times where you have to dig deep and put your bodies on the line and rely on your centre backs like Tony and Jeff and uh, Johan at the at the at the weekend to to head balls and to be competitive. And so yeah. Um, all part of the game. We all love the pretty side of the game, but what we saw Saturday from the team and the players was a real willingness to dig deep, to dig in, to get the result for the club.
0: And Tony, you always seem to smile when you talk about the ugly side of the game. It seems to be the side that you enjoy the most. Coming up against Matt Smith, obviously someone that you know very well, everyone fully expected a very physical affair and that they weren't disappointed. How did you find that challenge with him no longer on your side?
3: Yeah, everyone um, knows um, big smudge. Um yeah it's hard to play against him he's very um very tall um very strong um yeah, but I uh, think I had a good day um yeah I smashed him um, sometimes <laughs> um and yeah, he said after the game he have a, he had a little bit of pain because I stepped on his back yeah uh, I smashed him um, in the box and yeah um yeah it was a great game um, for me um yeah, but um, in the evening I had a bit of a headache, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but so it's okay.
0: It's all part of the game. Does it make it more difficult when you're coming up a, against a, a good friend, when you know you're going to be very physical with him?
3: No, um, I think um, for the 90 minutes um, we are no friends. Um, it can be my best mate, it can be yes, yeah, smudge uh, or an old good teammate. Um, yeah. For ninety minutes um I think we are no friends and yeah, I think we showed it that we are for this ninety minutes that we are.
0: No yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you certainly did show that. Um, what has it done for the, the confidence of the team this run and again not just the results but the manner of the performances that we are consistently producing at the moment.
3: I think um yeah. It's good to see um that we can mix the game, but we also um, were disappointed how we played against um Millwall. um yeah we could um play more from the back, and yeah, we saw sort in the of analyze um that um not everything was fine and, yeah, it's good um that we win games, and we were um disappointed um for how we played, and yeah, now we learn from this, and yeah, I think um we can learn and learn and learn and yeah, can be better um, for the next weekend.
1: As a defender, um, there to defend, and you did that brilliantly on uh, on, on Saturday, um, how much confidence does it give you as a defender to see what's in front of you in terms of, we now look like we'll score goals every game, you know, there's, uh, I think Jordan Hugels and um, Naki are well up in the goal-scoring charts, as he's creative. Ilias Cheers' creative, the wing-backs are getting forward and putting crosses in, playing high. So as a defender, knowing that you've got to defend, have you got confidence in what's in front of you that we're going to score goals and win games?
3: Yeah, it's easier um, for me um, or for, the, for, the, for my teammates from in the back um, to play from the back. Um, yeah, So we have the confidence um, or we know that um, our strikers um, can score every time and yeah if we make a mistake um, when we play from the back and and maybe we concede and we know um, yeah our strikers score and score and score Mm. and they did it well at the moment and yeah it's good for uh, for the whole team yeah
0: does it take a bit of the pressure off because if you're not scoring goals you think if i make a mistake and we're one down we we may well lose the games. Does it take a bit of pressure off a a defender knowing that you've got the security of scoring goals? This time last season from eight games, we'd scored seven. So far, we've scored 14. We've doubled the the goal tally so far.
3: Yeah, you said it's easier. Um, um, Yeah, if we concede one um, and we score two, it's um, a bit disappointing um, that we had not a clean sheet now and yeah, but I think it will come. But um, yeah, if we win the game, um, everyone is uh, happy. But yeah, for the centre-backs and the goalkeeper, um, yeah, we also um, <laughs> like um, clean sheets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's the um, season been for you personally?
3: Yeah, it wasn't a good start for me. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, the football, um, the manager have new ideas, and yeah, I have to uh, to learn um, how we play from the back, and yeah, it's a big different to last year, and yeah,
0: yeah. Since Tony's had to, like he's just said, there, almost a learn Mark Warburton style. How important is that as a player to be able to adapt your style to a different manager's needs?
1: We well, have to because uh, managers, as we've seen uh, all too often, whether it's here or at other clubs, managers change uh, frequently. So you're constantly having to go. And when a new manager comes in, he'll come in with new ideas, how he wants to play, what he wants from each individual, what formation he wants to play. So, um, so yeah, so Tony found himself at um, the start of the season, not in the side. But I think it showed, and I'm sure you'll come to it, you know, his professionalism, the way he conducted himself, that he just... Got his head down, got on with his work, trained hard, waited for his chance, which came coincidentally in the second half against Wigan. Since then, we've gone on to win not only that game, but the three following that. So, uh, so yeah, it's... Listen, whenever, whenever you're not in the side, it's really difficult. It's really, really hard. You feel like you should be in the side. You feel like you want to be in the side, but you have to respect your manager and your coach and just, as I say, do everything you can out there on the grass at the training area and wait for your chance and when your chance comes be ready to take it. He's certainly done that.
0: The fans have certainly spoken on social media in terms of how you conducted yourself during that period. I think it's obvious to to recognise that someone who was a regular in the side last year and then not be in the team is going to be disappointed but the way that you kept your head down and you're back in the team and a a major part of it again, the fans really admire the, the way you've dealt with it. Um is that something you had to get used to? I can't imagine you you've had it too much in your career where you, you suddenly found yourself out of the side and it's a almost a new challenge.
3: Yeah, it was a new challenge for me. Um I had it um not so often in my career. Um but I think um as a professional footballer um everyone have have this time um in his career, um that he is not starting um every game. Um yeah, but how Andy said um you have to work hard on the pitch, you have to do um, some extras, yeah, it's hard to see um, the boys um, plays, um, play games and you are running after the game but uh, yeah, you have to be professional and um, do your work and yeah, I did it and yeah, I think everyone um, did it well um, who sit on the bench. And
0: yeah. How much are you enjoying playing under Mark Warburton?
3: Yeah, it's nice um to have um more often the ball and um play from the back. Um yeah, I think um we create so more chances than last season. Um yeah, we see we scored more goals mm. and I think it's also um nice for the fans to see and yeah, and difficult for for our opponents um
1: to win against us mm-hmm. playing in a back three tony i know you did it a couple of times last year but um, it seems to suit you and the personnel of the team have you have you had to adapt your game a little bit because you're getting a lot of balls to feet you're starting attacks i seem to remember nacky's goal against luton your ball when you you know you get it out of your feet and you hit that 60 yard uh, ball in the defense switching play out to ryan manning that's something you've obviously got in your game but does the three at the back formation encourage you to play more from the back?
3: Yeah, I think um, it's not only the, the back three, um, I think it's the movement um, in the midfield in and, you, yeah. Yeah, and how high the the wing back um, stays and I think um, yeah, it's, it's the team um, that we uh, play now in the three, however <laughs> we call the, the formation. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, it's a uh, midfielder with Epps, with Dom, with, with Elias, um, how they move, how they um, can play with the ball and
1: yeah. So what you're saying in that, it's the movement in front of you by your teammates yeah. that effectively makes the pass for you when to play it. You, you see it and play it obviously, but it all depends on the movement that give you options and what pass you can play.
3: Yeah now I'm uh, sure that they can keep the ball um when I play um in his fe- and yes. in their feet um so yeah it's much easier to play um when they have the confidence um so my confidence is higher to play to to these guys and yeah so not everything is good but um <laughs> um at the moment it looks um okay but um, we can do it better
0: you still feel there's more to come from this team? You're saying you feel you can do it better?
3: Yeah, if we see um, that we have no clean sheets, that we can do better, um, I think we can um, be more clinical in front of the goal. Um, if we see the Luton game, um, yeah, it was three 0 but it could be five, six nil first half, mm. and I mean six <laughs> nil. <laughs> uh, no, three one, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah to be clinical um, in front of our goal and in front of the one goal, and yeah, that can we um, that we can do better. Yeah, a lot,
0: people are speaking a lot naturally about Naki Wells and Jordan Hugo for the, getting the goals and the the flair of Ilias Cherabieraesi and the, the the wing backs bombing on. From a defensive point of view, how important is the role of Dominic Ball? No,
3: he's uh, very important. Um, um, how he, yeah, he moves in front of us. Um, uh, yeah, it's much easier to defend um, when he moves good. So um, yeah, he keeps the ball good. He plays um, um, nice diagonal balls, and yeah, he, I think he never lost the ball, and that's very important. And yeah, he can run um, 180 minutes. That's good for the team. And yeah, but everyone knows um, the strikers are the big heroes, <laughs> and the rest um, have to do the work. But uh, yeah, that's football. It's um, I think it's okay for us. And um, yeah, but we all win as, as together. A, yeah, together. The whole team is important
0: since that role of someone like Dominic Ball or whoever's playing in that position is that the sort of role that people the the players recognise the importance of it more so than perhaps the supporters who obviously are naturally excited by the what's happening elsewhere on the pitch
1: yeah players and managers and coaches recognise that position certainly in the middle of midfield certainly in front of um, uh, your centre backs is 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 key you know to to stopping the supply to to, to filling in gaps, to keeping the distances. And if if that's done well, and Dominic's done it brilliantly in the last few games, Jeff Cameron did it really well at, uh, before he got injured early part of last season. You know, it's such a key role. You look at all the top teams at the Premiership in Europe, you know, they have someone who plays that role and just sits in the middle of the park. And maybe to a lot of people, doesn't normally catch the eye isn't the spectacular one. But you speak to fellow teammates they are probably the first one in the team ship.
0: And looking ahead to this weekend, at Tony, West Brom, they're the only team unbeaten in the championship. Four wins, four draws, obviously recently relegated from the Premier League. Is this the sort of game that really excites you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, they have a really strong team. Um, um, yeah, individual good players and yeah, it will be a tough um, test for us. And yeah, I think um, last season um, we didn't look so good against um, West Brom. Is that um, still in th-
0: your mind when you play against them?
3: As in in the lead up to it? Yeah, we have to, we have to change <laughs> my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change yeah, the picture we can, That we can uh, win against um, West Brom. And I think um, yeah, we are strong enough um, to, uh, yeah, to show a good battle on Saturday and I think um, yeah, this game yeah, it, yeah will be nice. Yeah.
0: It, it will represent an opportunity as well to, to show how far we've come, not only since obviously what happened at the Hawthorns last season, but it's really the, the QPR side now in terms of personnel and how we play is a, a very different side to that of 12 months ago. So it'd be good to see how we measure against a team that many expect to finish in the top six.
3: Yeah, I think um, you said West Brom is um, one of the top, te- top, top teams in the league, and yeah, it's nice, um, yeah, to battle the top teams, and yeah, I think um, at the moment um, we're in a good in a good shape, and yeah, it will be interesting.
0: And just finally, before I ask you about the QPR supporters, since Tony was reluctant about doing this podcast because of his English, and I think he's uh, demonstrated his English is uh, more than able, um, just on Millwall, um, the, the fan support that we had there and throughout this season, you have a, a very good relationship as our big friendly German. Um, what has that meant to you, the support that you've had from the, the fans personally this season and as a team?
3: I only had a big... <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, it's nice. Um, I recognize it after the game uh, more than in the game, um, because in the game I'm, yeah, concentrated, yeah, on my opponent and mm-hmm. big smudge and, yeah, the other strikers and, yeah, so it's difficult to listen <laughs> mm-hmm. what the fans um, are singing or, um, yeah, but it's nice. Um, the fans uh, were massive, um, yeah at Millwall and the other games at home. um, It's it's nice to see um, how many fans now in the stadium, they come more and more. And um, I think it's um, that's why we play better football and we get better results than last season. Yeah, so I hope um, there will come more fans um, for the next few games.
0: Absolutely, we're well, certainly so far so good. Thanks very much for joining us on the livecast today, Tony, Peace. and best of luck on Saturday. Whether you are in the UK or abroad, you can tune in live to watch QPR take on Cardiff City on Wednesday, the second of October. All the action will be available on QPR Plus. For full details, visit qpr.co.uk forward slash QPR Plus Pass. Like I say there, uh, since. Tony was reluctant to, uh, to do the podcast because he, he wasn't sure his English was good enough but um, his English was, was absolutely fine and it was uh, really interesting to hear how he, how he, he dealt with the, the challenge of being out the side. He's very honest and said naturally he, he was disappointed but he, he effectively almost had to learn a new way to play the game and credit to him for, for being keen to do that to, to force his way back into the side when the opportunity has arisen.
1: Well, first of all, I would say credit to his professionalism, you know, uh, the type of character he is for the way he handled himself in the first few games of the season, because he's touched on it there. I know from playing experience, he would have been absolutely gutted not to have started the season. Um, You know, when a new manager coach comes in, you want to impress them. Mark's gone with a certain formation and a certain way and personnel, and that left Tony sitting on the side. But we see it time and time again with... Players up and down the country at various clubs, they they don't react, in my opinion, in the right way. Tony just got his head down, worked hard, and probably in his mind, he's waiting for his opportunity. Uh, maybe not through injury, but as a, as a player, you just take your chance however it comes. But the key is when you get your chance to be ready. He came in second half against Wigan, was... Mm. Pivotal in us turning that game around and, and the run we've been on since so uh, I give him the utmost credit great lad you mentioned he's English you know his English is fantastic and that's the thing you know when a player comes from a foreign country you don't don't really realize or understand sometimes the difficulties the language But right? yeah you're playing football football's a universal language if you like but just the the basic day-to-day communicating uh, for him and his family um, He's done that really, really well and um, fans love him, fans like him for what he gives to the team. And as I say, long may he he help the team to to put in performances and wins as we're doing.
0: Yeah, and you're obviously often around the training ground at Harlington and a player can be out of the side and be very loudly unhappy about being out of the side. But in terms of how Tony was during that period, there was no change to his demeanour, if you like. He was still the, the same the same tony that he is when he's in the side and again he deserves huge credit for that doesn't he
1: 100 uh you know just got his head down work listen i've never asked him and he's, he's uh, i could look at tony in the first couple of weeks of the season and just by his face i could see he was hurting he was hurting because he he wanted to play he wanted to play his part he wasn't uh, so i knew without asking him or for one anyone telling me i knew he was he was hurting but he just got his head down worked as hard as he possibly can did his bit on the training ground and uh, when he got his chance has took it has been excellent playing in the back three different formation from him he's starting a lot of our attacks you know with his use of the ball some of his diagonal balls against luton were outstanding puts the 60-yard through ball in for naki wells when he scores the second against luton so there's there's more to tony's game than just heading and defending. But if you ask them and we have, that's the big part of his game and that's what he does best and he does it really, really well.
0: And I think he loves doing it as well. Um, next up, uh, West Brom this Saturday. Remember, it's a 12.30 kickoff if you are heading to King Prince Foundation Stadium. Um, and well, the last time, Dom, that we won five games in a row was back in 2004 when we won seven on the spin in our first season back in the Championship. Um, I think you were probably about six years old back in 2004. Um, But at the moment, confidence is very high and and that really has come about from the fact that we are scoring so many goals. Like we said there when we spoke to Tony, we've actually doubled the amount of goals we've got in eight games compared with this time last season. And that confidence just seems to have spread right through the squad, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, It seems there's sort of, even though uh, Jordan and, and Naki have scored the lion's share of the goals it seems like there's goals all over the park Mm. with with Ilias and um, Abiré coming through the middle now so um I think like Tony said when you're as a defender when you're doing your job you know that going forward you have the quality to to win your game so I think that knowing that we do have that quality in the final third now just I guess permeates throughout the team and gives everyone that confidence um and I remember Jordan after the Luden game where he missed uh a fair few good opportunities. Said that, a if I'm not if I'm not scoring them, Naki's going to score them. So there's that um, I guess belief that at least someone is going to be on their day on mm. the day. So um, hopefully that's uh, that's the case on Saturday.
0: Absolutely. Um, and the only teams that have scored more goals than us in the Championship are uh, Saturday's visitors, West Brom. They've got 15 goals in eight games to our 14. And interestingly, they haven't kept a clean sheet all season either. So, in theory, it shouldn't be a nil-nil, which means it almost certainly will be a nil-nil. But based on what we've seen so far, it should be a, a very open and very entertaining, if nerve-wracking kind of game.
1: Well, uh, they're, they're, a, they're a good side. There, uh, I looked at the league at the start of the season, and you look at the squad West Brom have got, and you think, you know what, you look at the sign-ins they've made, Uh, whether it's been permanent or the ones that brought in on loan. They're going to be up there, uh, there are thereabouts. They're showing that. What are they sitting fourth in the league? Top scorers haven't kept the clean sheet, but uh, the only team in the league that's unbeaten at the moment. So so there's the test. But uh, as we speak, fourth place, fifth, game on. They beat Huddersfield 4-2 on Sunday.
0: Darnell Furlong got one, Matt Phillips got two. It's almost like the former QPR players are just loosening themselves <laughs> up for the inevitable goal against us. Um, and we haven't even mentioned a certain Charlie Austin returning to QPR for the first time since he left for Southampton as well.
1: Goals right throughout the side. You know, Matt Phillips, I think, is their the leading scorer. Um, they're playing wide but drifting in, getting himself into goal scoring opportunities. Obviously, his delivery from set plays um, is good as well. Darnell, you know, we've seen what he's like from set play. He's really good in the air. They'll send him up, you know, what is he, 5'10". Uh, and there's sort of this myth, if you like, in in football. He's not the biggest, so he doesn't need picking up. Well, he's as good as anyone in the air. So there's a threat. Do I really need to say the threat of Charlie? You know, his goal record throughout his career, absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, his goal record at Queen's Park Rangers, phenomenal. Mm. Hasn't quite happened, but you know he's a quality he's a quality striker and they've got quality right throughout there the squad if you look at the strikers they've got on the bench you know Kenazoha sits on the bench comes on um Robson Carnu sits on the bench and comes on it's not too bad sub so they've got quality going right through this side so it'll be a good game but a game I'm really looking forward to seeing us you know you say pit your wits against one of the best teams in the league. They'll be wary of us, that's for sure. The way we're playing, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have had people watching us. I spoke to someone from Luton after we played Luton and they went, cool, what a good side QPR are. So, I say, we're full of confidence. Let's hope we can keep this run going.
0: Yeah, it'd be fantastic if we can. And just a very brief word on Cardiff City, who we play on Wednesday in South Wales. And if, it's, it's going to be a very good gauge, isn't it, Dom? The next two games playing against West Brom and Cardiff two teams that well Cardiff haven't started the season as well as they'd have liked two teams you'd expect to be challenging in the top six come the end of the season for us to to have a look and see how we measure up against teams of that caliber
2: yeah for sure i mean if you look at our our two defeats this season one to Swansea one to Bristol both good sides um who expecting to be up there at the end of the season but i felt in both of those games we did enough to come come away with Mm. something Um, definitely the Swansea game even though we we went down three-one. There was a a period there where you thought we were only we were the only ones who were going to come away with the three points. So I guess this is another chance for us to come up against a side who obviously highly fancied, um, and to I guess use that as a, a bit of a barometer as to, to where we are in the season. Because um, as, as important as it is to I guess win those games you're expected to win, you really want to be able to to take points away from those those big sides to um, to sort of make a statement as well, so I think yeah, definitely these next two games, um, especially I guess Cardiff going away midweek, um, it's always going to be a tricky one to, to back up um, from after Saturday. was I think it's going to be a, a quite quite a big occasion um, for concern. So yeah, like you said, these next two games will be um, I guess a, a big a big telling of how how far we've come. Since
0: Cardiff have become difficult to beat. Um in recent weeks, if you like, unbeaten in five with two wins. Do you expect them to to start pushing up the table? I think they're, uh, they're 12 points from from eight games, so it's a, a solid start, if not spectacular, certainly a solid start. Do you expect them to steadily get better and better?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, with the personnel they've got, obviously Neil in charge, you know, his record of getting teams from this division. He's after to number nine now, isn't <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so the, the, the way they play, uh, you know, I don't want to disrespect them, but I think they, they're quite up and at you. Um, a lot of, watched the game on the TV a few weeks ago, you know, centre-back Morrison was coming taking every throw and thrown at miles. So, you know, you, you know you're going to be in for a, a, a battle, a fight and a scrap. Um, against any sides uh, managed by Neil, who do fanta- he does fantastically well. But again, obviously we're speaking before the West Brom game, we're in good form. Let's hope we get something from the weekend, can carry that into the game against Cardiff. And uh, as Dom says, that'll be 10 games in, let's see where we are. Absolutely, a certain former
0: England international did say to me a few weeks ago, let's see where we are after 10 games, or <laughs> in a week's time, we will know. Um, and don't forget, if you can't get along to the game on Wednesday, in Cardiff, that game is available in the UK via QPR Plus. You can watch it live for just £10. Um, visit qpr.co.uk forward slash QPR plus plus for full details. But if you can't get this Cardiff on Wednesday night, you can watch it live via QPR Plus. Thanks for joining us on the Loftcast owing oh, to that midweek fixture. We'll be back following our game against Blackburn on the 5th of October. <laughs>